What's up, guys, and welcome to Roots of Humanity. My name is Drew Binsky. I am a world traveler, content creator, and entrepreneur who has visited all 197 countries in the world. Every week, I sit down and have a conversation with an inspiring person about their cultural identity. It's a great way to celebrate the beauty and diversity that our planet has to offer. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get straight into it. In episode 25 of Roots of Humanity, I interview Vít Jedlička about how he founded Liberland, the world's newest micronation. Back in 2015, Vít became the first president of the small plot of land between Serbia and Croatia, an island not claimed by either country. A libertarian from the Czech Republic, Vít tells me how he saw an opportunity for freedom, how taxation in Liberland is voluntary, and how his government is moving towards blockchain-based systems. Culturally, I reminisce about attending the Floating Man Festival, which is Liberland's biggest party, and how Vít and I tried to cross the border this summer but were stopped by the Croatian police. Today, there are about 900 citizens of Liberland who all have their own legit passport, and I'm one of them, but over 700,000 people are currently in line for their e-residency. Could you be the next Liberlandian? Tune in to find out what it takes, but don't go so fast. Here's a behind-the-scenes interview from my recent trip to Liberland, where I first met Viet on the ground at the Floating Man Festival. What did you do in your past life? What did you do before 2015? Uh, well, I was financial analyst for actually a year and a half, which helped me really with the media training. And before that, I actually started educational portal. We had also 20 million views. But anyway, so so I was doing that. I was trying to teach people about freedom. And I, and I, at some point, I decided the best way to to push the idea forward is by practicing it on the highest possible level that we can get to. That means starting a country. What was the spark? What was the first moment where you were like, I recognize this land. I want to make this a country. Well, we were looking for some time to start a country. We really wanted to build libertarian country based on minimal taxation or voluntary mm -hmm. taxation as we have right now and very little regulations. We know it works. You know, we have places like Singapore that were just pieces of rock or yeah. fishermen's village. And in, in 40 years, they yeah. have grown to these enormous powerhouses. And the first thing that they did, they got rid of customs. Can you like yeah. imagine that? Like you have this crazy system of customs all around the world. You just get rid of those stupid taxes and you get enormous prosperity in very short time. So we're trying to build like a small Singapore in Balkans. Um, how many how many current residents are there? Uh, we've got 7,000 e-residents now and uh, around 1,000 citizens out of 700,000 applications. Uh, is, there, is there anything else like Liberland? Any other countries? Interestingly enough, we don't have much competition, but uh, there is nothing that claims full sovereignty and we decided to just don't make compromises, like we want to be free. We don't want to start free zone in some country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to really get like the full full spectrum of the freedom. So tell me about this festival, what's happening here? Well, this is the our yearly festival. Uh, we are planning to set the Liberland on one of these festivals in a proper way when we feel confident about our relations with Croatia mm -hmm. as well as our own governance. And uh, I hope it will be partially already this one. So cross fingers for us. What's the national language? At least Liberlandish. I'm speaking it right now <laughs> uh, very fluently. <laughs> what I love about you, man, is you're just one of us. You're just, I wouldn't even know. Who I was. Oh, that's the guy who started Liberland. That's cool. You, I love the vibe because like anytime you would meet any president or head of state for any country. I met the Somaliland president and it's, it's just like, it's so official and like you walk in the room and there's three guys opening the door and I sit down and shake his hand like, so I don't know, I just, I kind of have an obsession with meeting someone who controls whatever it is. I just think it's so cool. So 
Thank you for just being so like open and, and awesome. Thank, thank you really for coming. If you feel inspired by this conversation, please share it with someone who would enjoy listening. And if you're here for the first time, make sure to subscribe right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Feel free to leave us a review at some point in the episode so we know what you enjoyed the most. And with that all being said, let's dive right into it. How you doing? Great. Are you in New York? I was there yesterday. Now it's Mexico City, this this event, you know, and it's a big event, like a lot of interesting speakers. Like people like Yosaki come down, etc. So man, look at you on the move. Yeah, that's gonna be pretty busy, you know, a couple of days now. Two days in DR and a big meeting actually here in Mexico City, two days in DR for serious diplomatic discussions, then three days in Washington, DC. And then I have to go back to go back to the village because we have like serious investors that somehow managed to convince the customs and border police that they will fly directly with the helicopter to our property and they will do the customs on our property, which is completely unheard of. But somehow they managed to do it. They probably bribe them so they don't have to go through regular border crossing. You mean the Ark Village? I don't know how they do it. I, I don't want to press assume that, but but it's amazing that they are flying directly to like literally doing customs in the in that restaurant that we're preparing to build. Anything is possible if you have money. That's what I've learned <laughs> as I've traveled. So I'm actually editing the Lieberland video now with my team and we it's absolutely amazing. Like it was such a fun adventure. I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward. I think that will be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's gonna it's gonna really bring a lot of attention to Lieberland and uh, you know, for all the, the good, the right reasons. And that, that's really the goal here. So um, this podcast is called Roots of Humanity. And, and really, I dive into cultural identity and, and talk to people about where they're from, what that means to them. But this episode is going to be a little different because you've essentially started, started an identity in a way. Um, but before we get to Lieberland, I want to just know real quick, where are you originally from? And tell me about your your background growing up. Well, I'm I was born in close to Prague, actually in Hradec Králové, and uh, that's of course a place where I was born during the communism time. So I was very strongly influenced by looking how badly the society can be managed for so many years, and that really got me on this quest to find more freedom and more prosperity. I love it. Short and short and sweet. So did you go to university in Czech? Yes, I actually studied international high school so uh, that was a good opportunity to meet people from all around the world and and then i went on to study economics and i finished with the monetary reserves uh, bachelor's work and then i studied political science where i focused on the uh, on the bad sides of the global governance or global government mm -hmm. And uh, those were basically two of my biggest interests, economy and politics. I also studied economics, so we definitely have a similar uh, background and interest. But, but in all those economics classes and in the political science classes, they don't teach you how to start a country. No, and you know, I'm surprised that there are not more people doing that, even though I very recently met some exciting startup countries. So anyway. So walk me through the process. Like all of a sudden you wake up someday and you're like, I think I can start my own country. I mean, the process was quite you know easy in a way that you go through these phases uh, when you realize that you know educating people is not enough doing politics in your country is not enough it simply doesn't wouldn't have an impact in my lifetime even if we 
managed to win the elections in Czech Republic, not much would change after all. And uh, because like changing the systems from grounds up, it's it's very difficult and it's much better basically to start fresh uh, when you really want to inflict some some serious social change. And basically you give people an opportunity to opt out of the existing system, vote with their feet instead of their votes. And that that's what Liberland was about, to start on the green ground and uh, and try to basically put together the best ideas from history with the best technology together to build a new country. I guess the, the struggle with building a new country is like, where is it going to be physically? So how did you, when did you hear about this piece of land on the border of Serbia and Croatia? And if, if that piece of land didn't exist, would you have still created Liberland in a different place? Uh, no, definitely. We actually first created Liberland and then we were looking for the piece of land. And uh, I'm convinced that Liberland is still the best choice that we could get. Heart-shaped territory with beautiful sandy beaches without any claim by our neighbors to it. Of course, it's a challenge to explain them all the potential benefits that Liberland has, but uh, I think it's also most culturally close territory to what we need and uh, bringing more freedom to this area is very much needed. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I mean, luckily, it's pretty close to Czech Republic. It's only like a seven or a 10 hour drive. So you can really just get down there. Plus, Serbia is amazing. I, I, I fell in love with Serbia in 2011. So I, I love that country. So the fact that Liberland is so closely tied with Serbia because it's it's near Serbia and Croatia, uh, I think it's a fascinating part of the world. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Definitely. Um, and you know, there are these two historic ties, which I have to mention. The first president of Czech Republic actually was, you know, he was, of course, suppressed by, by the Austrian Empire when he was trying to build Czechoslovakia as an independent country. And he actually got the passport from Serbia to travel around and lobby for the creation of Czechoslovakia. Really? So there is this one element, which I think is pretty cool. And the other, other cool element is that the Czech legend says that basically somewhere between five to seven century, the guy called Czech moved to Czech or to, he founded Prague basically from the territory that was between Croatia and Serbia. So there, there are these two historic ties to the territory also. So literally, we're kind of just coming back. That's great. And you're the perfect ambassador to be to be there to 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 establish such a community. So listen, when people I, I did a couple of posts about Liberland, but I'm saving the meat of it for a few weeks from now. But people have already messaged me like, what is Liberland? And I, I don't know if I should tell everybody the same thing or I have a different answer because um, it's many things. But in your in your if I gave you 60 seconds to have the floor, what what is Liberland? Liberland is a startup country that wants to be the freest country and the most prosperous country on the planet. Uh, of course, we are in different development stages, uh, but you know we need to pass the duck test. You know the duck test for the country is basically act like country, look like country, walk like country, and that's what we are doing. Yeah, I love the little pin on your suit. You know, it's got the official Liberland. I actually was given the cufflinks as well when I got my citizenship. So, speaking of citizenship. Thank you. It's pretty amazing to be an official citizen of Liberland. How many how many people have a passport? You know, there are you know, 200 diplomatic passports given out that basically represent some 160 active diplomats that work for Liberland right now. And then there are, I think, close to 1,000 regular passports given out to our citizens, but there are more citizens that didn't get the, get the passport yet. And we've got some 7,000 e-residency cards as well giving out. So the community is around 10,000 people right now. And you're really seeing 
almost exponential growth of people applying, getting interested. How, how has that been for you? Like you obviously have a staff and you have an office and the headquarters in Prague. Like, are you guys overwhelmed with what's going on? Well, pretty much, you know, this, this month has been quite busy. Summer usually is a little bit slower, but always September, October and until Christmas. We've got usually dozens of serious people that are applying for citizenships. And uh, right now, just today on this conference, I spoke at least with 12 people that are becoming citizens. So this is, by the way, ideal conference. I'm here in Mexico for Nomad Capitalist Live Conference, where people are looking into ways how to get second citizenship and how to how to basically lower their tax burdens in, in their countries. Wait, Nomad Capitalist, is that the Andrew guy? Yes, of course. That's his conference. Yes, that's the Andrew Anderson's conference. Anderson. I, didn't get, I didn't catch that. Tell him I say hi. That's funny. I will. I will. Man, I wish I could have joined you. You got to send me send me a schedule of where you're going in the next few months and I'll see where I, I, I will give you the complete list and you should get it also through our mailing list. So just, uh, you know, if you're not signed up for the mailing, then get it and you will see all our moves in every single month. Sure, sure. So sticking on Liberland, as I told you, this podcast is about cultural identity. So it's interesting, like, is, what is the culture of Liberland? I mean, I experienced um, the Floating Man Festival, which is an amazing gathering of people and ideas and music. And um, it was really amazing a few months ago. But what I noticed is that it's really people from all over the world. It, it doesn't have a single face or a race attached to it. But you guys have some kind of identity with your flag, with your, um, I don't know, maybe... What is Liberland cultural identity? You know, like they say that the nations are defined by things like language, like different race or, or, or like same race or, or some, some other cultural things. But to be honest with you, I think the best defined nations and best functioning nations are places like Switzerland. They have four languages. The thing that binds them together is that basically they distrust their own government. They are very well know that their own government is the biggest danger uh, to their liberties. And that's what makes Switzerland so free for so long, right? So people are always uh, looking into uh, the best nations are always you know, agreeing on how they want to govern themselves. And they usually agree that it's good to have a limited government and have as much freedom as possible. That's really nice how you compare it to Switzerland, because I love Switzerland. And, and you're right. It's fascinating that there's four languages spoken there. It's uh, I was just there like a few months ago. It's it's really interesting. Have you have you shown any support from Switzerland or any other EU countries? Uh, we've got but like just to mention, you know, Switzerland is not actually EU, That's right. uh, which is also one of the reasons why they're so free in a way. Uh, but we've got, I think, 1800 people that applied for citizenship just from Switzerland alone. We have a very nice office in Zug. Uh, we have very strong supporters there from from different influential families as well. And I'm heading there to Zurich. We're speaking at the World Crypto Conference in January, and we're also establishing the foundation for creation of Liberland that will lobby in Switzerland, especially with the UN institutions for recognition of Liberland starting next year. Amazing. Absolutely incredible. How does how does like the money system work? Is there physical money? Is it all crypto? How do the taxes work? Just explain a little bit about the society of Liberland. Yeah, we've got the voluntary tax system, and whenever somebody pays taxes, uh, actually, they get merits in return. And uh, those merits we are putting now on blockchain. So people will actually be shareholders of the country that they're living in. And I believe it's a very important upgrade to the existing democracies, uh, which is long overdue. And uh, 
just in terms of money, we really recommend people to keep Bitcoin and, and trade in Bitcoin. Uh, we believe the future is going to be the cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin is the first solid cryptocurrency that was created. So Liberland reserves are, are in Bitcoin from 2015 and I think it was a good strategic decision. So if and when there are thousands of people living on the land, you see all the transaction happening with Bitcoin? Well, you know, that's the cool thing. We are not pushing that. Like unlike El Salvador, uh, where we were actually half a year ago for the launch of the Bitcoin city, which I think is a also a competitive project to Liberland in a way. Unlike them, we are not making Bitcoin legal tender. You can do your business in whatever currency you want. You can even use Liberland dollars that will be also soon available. This question might sound obvious, the answer, but I, I want to hear from you. What are the biggest challenges to actually starting a country? Well, I would say it goes pretty smooth. Uh, right now, I think the biggest challenge is to get the constitution and and the blockchain governance as, as correct as possible, because that will define a lot of things for the future. You know, if we if we make a programming mistake or we word things not very precise in the constitutions, we might have problems later on. So those two things, you know, getting the code of our blockchain governance right, as well as getting the wording of our constitution as, as good as it can get, are my top priorities over the next two months. So that's, that's your priority, get the constitution down. But what about getting recognition from other countries? Wouldn't that, isn't that what makes a country a country? Well, not really. No. If you read the Montevideo, uh, Montevideo uh, criteria, and one of them actually says, or one of the articles says, that it doesn't matter if the country is recognized or is not recognized uh, by other countries. It doesn't make it less of a country if it's not recognized by other countries. Of course, it helps. But if you're functioning like a country, uh, then you don't really need recognition from by other countries. On the other hand, we are, of course, fighting in some 120 countries for diplomatic recognition. Uh, we have, I think, very, very solid representation in more than 60 countries. And uh, that, of course, brings the results. So um, two days from now, I'm heading to yet another country that decided to recognize Liberland. We have a very high level meetings there. I hope it will result in first full-fledged diplomatic recognition for Liberland, not just multilateral treaties or bilateral treaties like we signed previously with countries like Haiti and made friends, uh, but with a regular uh, process in which other countries recognize each other. That is so exciting. I mean, I have a dream that I could actually just show up at the airport with my Liberland passport and nobody's going to ask questions. Well, of course, they're going to ask questions. Even if you come from like Liechtenstein, when you go to the airport, they're going to ask questions like, what is Liechtenstein? But um, it would be so cool to like travel to Haiti or wherever, the DR or any other country with a Liberland passport. You know, we're organizing the trip for you and you will not have uh, too much questions asked. Of course, you will have a lot of fans probably waiting for your day. Yeah, but... yeah. In Haiti, I'm dying to go back there. So we're, we're, we're working on that with my Liberland passport. You made an interesting point about like a country doesn't need to have recognition to be a country because I look at Taiwan. I don't know, more than half the world doesn't recognize them as a country or, more, or, or even more. Well, actually, less than 20 countries now, you know, to think about it, it's crazy. Somaliland is another one, Kurdistan. These, all these places kind of function as independent, but they don't have recognition. They probably will never get full recognition, which is okay. I think it's an interesting point. What are some of your goals in the next five years? Here, let me ask another question. When do you think physically people will be able to live on the land of Liberland? Well, there is a big change of paradigm for us in terms of settlement. Croatia is joining Schengen. 
So people will be able to go basically to Liberland area directly from Hungary without having to go through any border check, which is a game changer because uh, so far people have been arrested for going to Liberland either from Croatia or from Serbia. Uh, but this time they will be able actually to access the territory directly and we will not have problems with people not having being allowed to go to Croatia as well. So that's a big, big change. And also at the same time, we're preparing our houseboat project. So we want to put as many houseboats as possible there beginning next year. Now, th those things are our priority as well as finalizing the urban design for Liberland and building everything before we physically build it in our metaverse. So that, that probably you heard about that. That's with the Zahadit architects, we're building this metaverse where people will be able to come and see what they can build and what others build before it physically materializes. So when you say houseboats, you mean people living on the water on a boat, yes, not on the land? Yes, we're, we're making quite luxurious two bedroom houseboats. Uh, they are actually in production already. Uh, and uh, and I hope we will have at least five of them beginning beginning next year. Amazing. And you're not worried that the Croatian police are going to kick you out? No, because they will not have any legal grounds for doing that, especially now with the Schengen. You know, people can literally go directly from Hungary into Liberland area without passing any border, which is exciting. That's really a big deal, the Schengen thing. And uh, how, do you have any contact with Croatian government or? Well, you know, I, I was actually in Croatia last uh, week and half almost. I thought you were banned. Yes, but that doesn't, uh, uh, you know, disallow me to go to Croatia. We, we used the time to sail. We visited all good friends that we have in Croatia as well. And it was a great opportunity to, to basically discuss things with many people. Uh, and when I was leaving, of course, they had questions. What are you doing here? How did you get here, etc. But at the end, they just wanted some souvenirs and get the brochure to be updated on what's going on with Liberland. So that, that was a quite exciting trip that I had in Croatia last week. That's pretty awesome, man. It's, it's really incredible, like your journey right now. I mean, you've only been doing this uh, since really 2015 or was it before? Yeah, well, the, the 2015 year was completely crazy. I don't remember sleeping that year at all. Um, but so let's say 2016, when we seriously started to work and build, build the society and build the state infrastructure. Yeah, I mean, you also have, you know, a wife and kids, so it's, you know, I, I'm on the road a lot too, and you know, have to negotiate time with my wife. I mean, you—it's the same, man. You, you're just your your foot is on the gas right now. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, it was quite nice. Uh, uh, two days ago, we went for this luncheon for first ladies in New York. Uh, so Yana went with me. Actually, we enjoyed nice two days in New York together, which we didn't have a long time, to, you know, to spend just two of us. And this was a good excuse. If you're invited for, for the luncheon for First Ladies, you know, I cannot leave Vienna at home uh, with the kids. And it was a great opportunity to meet other First Ladies and, and lobby for recognition, kind of from different perspective than we're usually doing it. So you met other wives of other presidents from around the world? Yeah, that, that, that event, that luncheon was actually mainly about getting together for first ladies. So that was great that Yana got invited. Did you get to meet any other presidents or head of state? No, because it's a luncheon for first ladies. So I was there a little bit extra, uh, but, uh, you know, but it was also a good opportunity to meet uh, some other officials and prime ministers, etc. How many other people in the world right now are starting a country? I think there are some projects that I just mentioned that are kind of following the path and they're quite serious, well-funded. Uh, but none of them really went uh, public yet. So we will see. Yeah, I think there will be quite a lot of competition for us in the near future. Not yet. It's crazy. Like I've been to every country. There's been 
around 250 people that have done that, so I'm not in my own stratosphere, but like you are the guy starting a country. That is so cool, man. Um, do you have any words of wisdom or any advice that you want to share with all the viewers right now? I just believe it's a great opportunity really historically to become part of a new country creation and that, uh, that it's, it's a great opportunity which shouldn't be missed. And you know, we're a great community. It's 700,000 people all around the world uh, which, on which you can rely. We are liberty-oriented people and we would love to have anybody on board who shares our values. Love it. Hey, Vit, this has been a great chat, man. Please stay tuned for the video. Uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make waves around the world when people hear about Liberland. And uh, hope to see you soon. And thank you. Thank you very much, Drew. And I hope you will join us for one of these diplomatic visits soon. Absolutely, man. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, Vit. Just want to say thank you to Vit for joining the podcast. I had a great time talking to you. And I know we had to cut the conversation short because you were in a hurry. But uh, just want to hop on here and, and share a little more of my thoughts about attending the Floating Man Festival in Liberland and meeting so many amazing people. First of all, it's one of the few places I've been where there's so many creative and innovative brains in one place, all working together towards one mission, freedom. It's a really cool idea that has almost become a reality. I mean, you can use your Liberland passport to enter many countries like Colombia and Malawi and Dominican Republic. And actually I got my passport, which I never mentioned in my YouTube video. Um, I'll mention it in a future video, but I got my Liberland passport. I'm one of like a thousand people that have it. So I'm planning to use it to enter Haiti uh, pretty soon uh, for another video. And you know, it's really, really cool. And, and a lot of people are asking me the question like, so what does count as a country? And I think it's fair to talk about this because you know, I even have a tattoo on my arm that says 197 because that is the, the, the number of countries that I have listed in my book when I visited every country in the world. So the answer is the UN has 193 officially recognized countries by the UN. I add four to that list because those are the four most country-like countries out there. And that is the Vatican, Palestine, Kosovo, and Taiwan. Now, if you talk to any Serbian, they will say Kosovo is Serbia. Um, if you talk to China, they will say Taiwan is China. And if you talk to Palestine, well, you guys know the issues with Palestine and Israel. So there's a lot of debate between what makes a country a country. And it's a fun conversation to have. If you include all territories, and what do I mean by territories? I mean, countries that are self-declared as independent, like Somaliland or Kurdistan or Bougainville, which is near Papua New Guinea. Um, there's a lot of countries that you can add to that list. And there's also places like Aruba, which is technically a Dutch-speaking and Dutch-owned country, which, but it's in the Caribbean, which is nothing like the Netherlands. Or French Guyana, which is in South America, and it's run by France, but it's different culturally. So if you include all those territories, there's somewhere around 327 unique countries in the world. Um, so 197 is only barely scratching the surface. And sure, we can count Liberland as one of them. Um, I do think that there's a lot of potential for it to grow. and spread the word. I mean, Viet is, is an amazing guy because he's, he has so much on his back that he's literally building a country from the ground up. Think about that. How many people have you met? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm starting a country. I mean, there's like no one that's doing it. So, but he's such a cool guy and he's friendly and he took me around and it was pouring rain outside when we were on the boat and he was out on the boat in his suit, fixing it in the middle of the rain, you know, with Croatian and Serbian police chasing us. He's a really ambitious guy. He's really personable. And it's a really special thing what he has going on with Liberland. I have a lot of hope for it in the future. I plan to be using my Liberland passport to travel. 
but also to go back to Liberland, I would love to revisit. I would love to continue the conversations I had. It was almost like a part crypto event, which is cool. I've attended four or five crypto events over the last year around the world, and there's a lot of you know Bitcoin and and metaverse conversation and going and and the way that the, the tax system is going to work is that it's all on the blockchain, so everything is transparent and there's no corruption and there's no cheating and. It's such a cool environment. And what I haven't mentioned about Floating Land Festival is it was also a music festival. So we had all these acts from Serbia and Croatia, both countries. Um, we're talking about DJs, reggae bands, music singers. Everyone was there hanging out, drinking beer. And it was one of the most fun I've ever had in my whole life. Liberland is something that I often think about. And, you know, I'm glad that the video came out uh, just recently and the reviews and the comments have been great. So I really encourage you guys to check out the Liberland video if you haven't already. I had an absolute blast out there meeting people. It's a special story and this is the kind of content that I love to make, the stories that I love to tell. Most people told me in the comments that they never even heard about Liberland and that gets me going. I mean, everyone knows about France and Thailand and I don't know, Spain, Russia, Canada, the UK, the USA, but we talk about Liberland a new country that is in a former Yugoslavic territory, which by the way, Yugoslavia is by far the most interesting region of Europe. It's Eastern Europe, it's grungy, it's grimy, it's dirty, but the people are so kind. And the fact that Liberland is just a little hidden gem on the banks of the Danube River in between Croatia and Serbia gets me excited. I hope you guys get inspired by this conversation. I hope you check out Liberland and look into the e-residency card and no one's paying me to say these things. Uh, v is just a friend and I'm making this content because I believe in it and I think it's super interesting. Hope you guys will look into it if you want to attend the annual Lieberland Festival. It is in August every year so you can just check their website. It's called the Floating Man Festival. Uh, you can probably reach out to Veet himself. He would probably respond to you because he's really good at communication and very personable. And uh, this is this is going to be an ongoing story. This is just the first episode of Lieberland, um, this conversation with Veet and the video, but there will be follow-ups, me using my Lieberland passport to enter Haiti and other countries and going, you know, going in two years and seeing that there's actually people living on Lieberland and that they've made a serious decision to live on the land and build an airport and build infrastructure and have telephone wires. It's a fascinating topic. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, leave a comment below. It would mean the world to me if you could rate this podcast if you're enjoying it uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or even on YouTube. These conversations are on YouTube like I'm speaking to my camera right now. So if you're listening to this, you know that you can go on YouTube and type in Roots of Humanity and you can actually listen and watch the conversations as they're happening. I have many cool guests coming up in the future. I know you guys are going to dig it. And um, yeah, I'm really enjoying this space. It's a, it's a place for me that I can get deeper in conversation because my videos are very quick and I meet people and then they go away and my editing team is cutting footage left and right. But this is just a free place for me to talk. And I'm even rambling right now and you guys are tuning in and listening and it's just a blast. So love you guys. Uh, hope you're well wherever you are in the world. And I will see you guys next week for another episode of Roots of Humanity. Take care. All the best. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. If you feel inspired by this conversation, please share it with somebody who would enjoy listening. And if you're here for the first time, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to leave a review. Every week, I'm going to be looking through them and highlighting my favorite one. And with that all being said, I will see you guys next week. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.